This episode of the World Soccer Talk podcast is presented by Sling. Using Sling, you can watch the remainder of the CONCACAF Gold Cup, as well as this summer's Women's World Cup. Again, you can watch both of those competitions on Sling. Three weeks ago, Lionel Messi shocked the world when he announced he would be going to Inter-Miami and Major League Soccer, a major milestone for the sport here in the United States. So today I'm going to be talking to Peter Brown from Football Miami TV about Messi's deal as well as the other incoming arrivals at Inter-Miami that are making headlines. So Peter, like I said, we're uh, about three weeks ago that news broke that Messi was coming to Inter-Miami and since then there's been a lot of change you could say. We got the likes of Sergio Busquets coming over, we now got rumors of Jordi Alba, Tata Martino, it's a whole world of change Inter-Miami right now. What have the last couple of weeks been like for you and for the supporters at Inter-Miami? Super exciting, of course. Uh, you know, this is the 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 thing that with Inter Miami is every star under the sun is rumored to come here, and we've heard about this rumor. We've all heard about this rumor forever, and the Moss brothers uh, made it happen. So, you know, it, it, there was a lot of doubt and a lot of people lost faith, but those two those two guys and with, along with David Beckham did not. They pulled it off. So a lot of excitement. Um, you know. Tickets are, are going to get expensive. They're starting to oh, get yeah. expensive just today. Uh, tickets went on sale for the League's Cup game, and uh, they got pricey, and they are going fast. So a lot of excitement, but also, you know, people are a little concerned and worried. You know, are we getting too old and things like that? There are a lot, there's, there's a lot to, to think about. Yeah, it's one of those things because Major League Soccer, they've made this big push to be a, you know, they say they want to be a, a selling league and develop these great talents. We've seen that over the years, specifically like like Tyler Adams, for example, moved from Major League Soccer over to Europe. But you talk about it, this is kind of going back to that old MLS shtick of it's a retirement league. you got Messi, who's 36 or 37. Uh, Sergio Busquets and Jordi Alba are both 34. It's They're not in their prime that we saw at Barcelona and you talk about the concerns that raises, I mean, you look at Inter-Miami right now, they're bottom of the Eastern Conference, but I'm sure you would say that this would be a massive upgrade to just on the pitch what we've been able to see this season. Sure. Messi transcends all that. So, of course, it makes sense uh, that you make that deal for Messi. Um, Busquets looked good in the World Cup, so I'm I'm hopeful. And and maybe he doesn't have to run a whole lot. Jordi Alba, uh, you know, that, that, that position... If if we bring him in that position, that requires a lot of running, and he's getting older. And I don't know now. Of course, we we do have an opening now because Negri just went down with a season-ending injury. So, uh, but yeah, it's it's concerning that you're going back to MLS 1.0 to some extent, that retirement league instead of going for youth. But from what we understand, this is kind of the things that had to be done in order to guarantee Messi coming. He wants to have his buddies here, at least at least Busquets. That was like those two were tied at the hip. Where one goes, the other was going is what you know the rumors were. Um, so, but yeah, there's concerns that this league is is physical. All the travel that foreign uh, European players come here, they think it's going to be easy. It's not. There takes some. Uh, you know, they have to get used to the all the the, the playing the heat in Florida or even in Texas. There's so many things about this league that being old. You know, as as I can speak to, uh, you know, it, it makes it difficult. Um, so, yeah, there's definitely concern about the age. So how confident are you that the new arrivals, possibly a new head coach, how confident are you that they can turn around into Miami's season and get into the playoffs? And who knows, maybe a little bit more. I mean, the U.S. Open Cup is uh, another thing that is on uh, Inter-Miami's horizon. 
I'm more confident that we can make a good run with the open cup than maybe make it a good run this MLS season. It feels like, you know, we have to probably win one or two games before Messi gets here in order to really, I think, still be in contention. So, and, and again, European players have come here and sometimes it takes a little while to, to get the hang of it. And then we're not only talking about Messi because it's Messi and his buddies. They all have to kind of get up to speed quickly. So of course it's MLS. Uh, so many teams get in to the playoffs. We got a shot. I, I I'd say confidence levels, maybe, you know, a little bit low for, for making a good run this year. I think it's really about set, getting them in, getting them settled for this season so that we're up and running restructured, probably even more new players coming in for next year. I think that's really where we have to focus, other than the Open Cup. Peter, you mentioned the physicality of Major League Soccer, and I thought that travel was something that I hadn't even considered. But outside of those two, what are some other challenges that Messi and his buddies, as you say, what are some of the other challenges they might face in coming over to the United States and obviously Canada to play uh, competitive soccer? Well, I'm sure they're used to getting chopped at you know, and, and hacked, but it's going to happen a lot more here. You know, there's, there's maybe a little bit, a little bit, there's less skill. Well, let's say that's not beat around the bush. It's more than a little bit less skill than say over in uh, PSG or Barcelona or anything like that. So they're going to get their, you know, players that, that can't keep up with them as far as their talent, they're just going to hack them. And so there's going to also have to deal with the, the frustration of players, teammates, potentially not being up to their level. We saw that with uh, Gonzalo Iguain when he was here. He was famous for flapping his arms around, getting frustrated at everybody around him. So these guys not only uh, are going to have to worry about the opposing teams, but their own players. Are they up to speed to to compete at their level? And can they work with those players? Uh, you know that, you know Christopher McVeigh and and you know I just couldn't name a bunch of them that are just questionable. So, Peter, do you think there's any chance that, you know, these three players from Barcelona, obviously Tata Martino, a former Barcelona coach himself, right. is there any chance that they could bring some of that uh, Barcelona touch over? I mean, it'll be a challenge for some of these players to adapt to that tiki-taka style that, that they made so famous in the Champions League and La Liga, but is there any hope that you might have that they can bring that to Inter-Miami? Sure hope so. That's a fun style to watch. Um, yeah, I think I think they can. Again, it probably it's going to take a full off season and and the bit of this season to get everybody on the same page. And they're going to look. They're going to build the team around those guys for the next two years, two and a half years. They're going to build them so everybody that's currently on the team is up for sale. I don't care what they say. They you know the rumors. Uh, uh, there were rumors that Campana was was potentially going to get shopped, and then they said no, that's not true. But then he's sitting on the bench, so it makes you wonder. Uh, they seem to have a lot of faith in Joseph Martinez, which that I don't understand, but at least Tata Martino has coached him and maybe can get something out of him. So all the all the players are, are you know, expendable. And so they'll put the pieces, I hope. They, uh, this is really Chris Henderson's uh, challenge, the, the general manager. This is really his challenge now to put the right team together to make these players look, you know, look like that. Barcelona style of play because otherwise the world's watching. So no matter what, it's going to be a financial success, but if we fail, well, we're going to be the laughing stock. I mean, it's just, it's going to be bad because everybody's watching. Peter, you've been with or around inter Miami since before the beginning of the club. Yeah. 
you talk about how the world's eyes are on Inter Miami right now because of Messi. But for you personally, what does it mean to have one of the world's greatest players ever be playing for a team that you truly helped kind of form? Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, just to think that Messi is going to be playing in the same, you know, grounds as uh, Hudson, Ray Hudson did, and then Carlos Valderrama, and, you know, some of the other greats that have come through uh, that that those grounds and now and and he's at that so much of a higher level than those guys, but it just adds to the legacy that that he's playing it. They didn't move the games to the Hard Rock. They're keeping them in this small little stadium. They're adding a few corner seats, and that's it. And that's amazing. It's going to be an amazing feeling. I got my tickets for, for the uh, the League's Cup game that is supposed to be his first game. They're pricey, but I did procure them and i just can't wait to be there it's going to be one of those things that you say remember where you were were you there you're gonna have bragging rights all that stuff for being there so yeah it's a real exciting the fact that a player of his caliber is going to put on my team's shirt and 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 represent our city do you think it's a mistake from inter miami to keep games at their current stadium rather than going to to hard rock which could house uh, you know thousands of more fans i think the issue is bigger than just whether they want to go there or not i could be wrong but stephen ross being the owner of the miami dolphins in that stadium and also uh the owner of relevant sports which is a sports marketing company that uh is in the same business as soccer united marketing which is mls's marketing arm and you know he's got his tournament that has played uh there uh, over the years and in, in several other stadiums throughout the country he brings, uh, you know, the big talent for in the summer. And so I think there's a conflict of interest there. So I think whether they want to go to uh, Hard Rock or not, I, I think it's just out of the question. I, from what I understand, they did talk, but I think it's I think it's more of a Stephen Ross versus MLS issue. Yeah, I think it definitely makes those tickets at their current stadium a little bit more expensive. We already talked about the League's Cup game being pricey. Um, am I correct to assume, Peter, that you are a, a season ticket holder with Inter-Miami? So I got to ask you, just as someone from the outside looking in, how valuable is that ticket? Because I know that there are a lot of people that would pay a pretty penny to see Messi play in uh, in Miami and Fort Lauderdale. And that's what you have to ask yourself as a season ticket holder, as a diehard fan. I, you know, missed very few games. I think I've missed one or two games this, through their entire history, and you're posed with a, a a proposition here that I could have a game that some meaningless game against inner Miami versus say uh, NYCFC. And I could sell my $50 ticket for potentially up worth $500 or something to that effect or more, who knows? Mm -hmm. Do what, what do you as a season ticket holder do in that case? I mean, you're a diehard fan. You don't want to miss a game, but it's hard to turn away a profit that could pay for your entire next season potentially. So, yeah, I plan on being at the games, but, they, you know, if for whatever reason you can't make it. Look, I was I, I was um, I was on a cruise ship when this announcement happened. And <laughs> and the funny thing is, I'm wearing my inner Miami shirt throughout the cruise ship. People are coming up to me and talking a little bit. They didn't care about inner Miami. They just look at the shirt. They go, messy, messy, messy. <laughs> you get into a conversation with a few people. And I mentioned that I'm a season ticket holder. 
these people all look at my wife and then just say, you know, he's a rich man right now, <laughs> meaning my tickets are very valuable. Right. Yeah. We, I mean, we've seen, we've written stories on some of these Inter-Miami tickets for away games going up as much as 2,500% just to get in and see him. And you mentioned it, Peter, it's going to be a commercial success no matter what happens bringing on Messi. But I'm someone that always confuses me about Major League Soccer is the whole salary situation. And you know about, about GAM and TAM and designated players and the whole lot. I got to ask you, how is Inter-Miami able to sign people like Messi and Busquets and potentially Jordi Alba and still stay within those salary requirements when just a couple of years ago they were kind of flirting with, uh, you know, breaking those financial rules with the signing of Blaise Matuidi? Yeah, well, I mean, every team has the ability to have three designated players, as I'm sure a lot of people know, where you, you can you know, pay whatever you want. And um, I forget the exact number, but 650,000, somewhere in that along those lines counts to your salary cap. Then nothing, and then you can pay them a billion dollars and only 650,000 uh, is going to count to your salary cap. And they cleared a lot of salary cap. Let's be, you know, they, they got rid of a lot of players and that's why we're not that good right now uh, or not that good. Why we're pitiful. We're bad. <laughs> and that's why, because they, they, They've created a lot of gam and tam by selling, um, you know, players uh, like Bryce Duke that that got them some um, some damn and Ari Lassiter. And so they've they've they we, they we don't know exactly how much tam and gam because the teams don't report that. But it seems like if you look at how many players that they sold or offloaded, they've saved up quite a bit of money. So Messi's going to be a designated player. Busquets is going to be a designated player. And and I would hope that they're getting Jordi Alba in some sort of TAM deal where they could buy down his contract by using that TAM money or GAM, however, however they choose to do it. So I assume that's what they're going to do because if they if they if he has to be a designated player for whatever reason, based on his salary commit demands, then you have to look at Campana, who is a designated player currently, and they either have to ship him out, sell him, or they have to renegotiate his contract or brought buy his contract down. So somehow uh, they've got to, you know, buy him down. But that's the thing that a lot of people that don't follow MLS and they just start naming off players by this player, by that player. But well, you get those three players, you're pretty much tapped out. Now you have to really be smart and get a solid like MLS journeyman, probably uh, that, that are more affordable. So for Messi and making his move over at Inter Miami, not just on the pitch, but what challenges do you think he might face off the pitch and getting acclimated to the United States? I know he's got a home in Miami and he, he spends a lot of time in the offseason there within the European calendar. But what are the challenges he's going to face in just getting used to playing in Major League Soccer and living permanently in the United States? Well, I mean, he'll have a little more anonymity, but not a lot. That's still messy, and people still know who he is. So he's not going to, you know, some stars like to come over here because they can walk the streets and not get noticed, and it's a little more relaxed. So he won't have that, but he will have, I mean, some less pressure being here because, you know, there there was some recent um, articles about this that, you know, there, there's not as much pressure because there's no promotion relegation. If you lose a... a a game in the middle of the year, it really doesn't mean as much. So that'll be easier for him. But uh, challenges really are, are playing in this weather. I don't know how often he's really played in this Florida heat. I know they were here training not that long ago with Argentina, but playing in this heat and the, doing the travel and playing in the heat in places like um, in, in, in Frisco, Texas, or playing on a baseball field, 
in in New York or playing on artificial turf in Seattle. These are all things that will definitely be a challenge for him for all three of them. But uh, I mean, he's getting paid to overcome those. He is definitely getting paid to overcome those. So, Peter, tell me about uh, Football Miami TV, because I'm sure it's been a busy couple of weeks for you guys and will be in the near future as uh, these players start to make their debuts. Yeah, we're a YouTube channel. You know, there's a lot of uh, YouTube podcasts, but we're a little bit more than just that. We'll we'll do the the every Sunday night. We'll do a podcast where we're we're a video podcast where we're talking Inter Miami mostly. But you know, you might throw in a Miami FC type topic from time to time. But it's mostly Inter Miami. And uh, so every Sunday night at 7 p.m., we've got you know we're we're live. So we've got the the live chat. We're very communicative with those people in the chat. Plus, we take phone calls. And then, you know, we throw in a lot of random videos where we'll do food reviews at the stadium and stuff like that. Just trying to be more of a YouTube channel and not just a podcast. So we've been doing it for a long time. And before Inner Miami, you know, we were up and running. But even before that, we did a podcast only uh, version under a different name. So we've been doing this probably for about, you know, 16 years on and off. Uh, so, you know. A lot of fun, so everybody needs to come over. Look for Football Miami TV on YouTube or all your social media channels, and um, come join us, especially on Sunday nights. But then, you know, all the all the random videos that we throw in, um, you know, from time to time, a lot of fun. Now, Peter, I'll wrap up with this. Just a very quick question: What are you most looking forward to about Messi's arrival with Inter Miami? His first goal. I'm uh, most excited to see his first goal and just watch this that stadium. Hopefully, it's at home. But watch that stadium erupt. What what'll be interesting because this has been brought up and it is a legitimate concern, and that's the pitch invaders. It's happened. It's and it's happened. Um, you know when that team from Peru in a preseason game came, uh, University Dodgy, I forget their exact name, and and fans ran out on there, and the players were cool with it, and security tried to stop it. It happened at the last home game. Some kids ran out, and they're usually kids, so. That'll be interesting. Can they control the crowd? Because it's a pretty easy access onto the field. Uh, if you really want to, just hop in there. It's not that difficult. So they're going to have to beef up security. But it, that will be exciting. Even that element, if some random person tries to go and tackle and celebrate with Messi, it'll be memorable. So it's going to be a lot of fun. It would certainly be something if that first goal came in that League's Cup game, if that is in fact, his debut. Well, uh, Peter, I want to thank you for coming on, talking to us about Inter-Miami and Messi. I know we're all greatly looking forward to his his debut, and I'm, and I'm sure you are as much, if not certainly more. So, Peter, thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me. It was a lot of fun.